Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to you, good day to you, wherever you are, whoever you are. I'm so excited you're here. I've got another amazing guest today. He's going to talk to us about a book he's writing, as well as his brand and how he's built himself up in the real estate world and how he's taking it to the next level in his own life. So let's get after it and let's get you some tips. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the That's Oliver right. Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host, Oliver Perry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to welcome Mr. Eric Martell. Eric, how are you today, sir? Very good. How are you doing? Fantastic. For asking now that the round of applause is over, let's get <laughs> listen, let's get right into it, Eric. You are well. Before we even start, I want to make sure you have the opportunity to give the listener who you are, your background, and then we'll just jump in from there. Uh, yeah, so I I basically started uh, investing in real estate when I was very young. Eighteen years old was the first uh, multifamily properties that that I invested in, mm-hmm. and uh, I was still at university at the time. And um, I basically met this um, this guy. He was a, just a regular community college teacher, and he uh, he he managed to invest in real estate, build build a thirty six unit apartment building. He was building a uh, a shopping mall nursing home and all of that and just uh, as a just a regular community college teacher so i i basically asked him to mentor me and he agreed to do that and this is how i was able to uh to buy my first uh, eight unit apartment building no money down and still cash flowing and um that's right and if, uh, after after that it took a while after that to kind of be able to replicate that i started working as an actuary and then uh invested in other business because it was very important for me to start working on passive in uh passive income and i knew that you know eventually you always want to retire uh and i wanted to leave a legacy for my children and uh, so I started investing in different businesses. It was pretty hard to get some traction in these businesses. I had a gourmet sauce company. I had uh, my wife also had like a low car grocery store and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, eventually we came back to uh, to real estate with my two sons. And now it's a whole family affair. Now my wife is also uh, 100% in, uh, in the business. And... Um, we tried all kinds of different things in real estate and what we really uh, focused on is single family rental uh, so rental properties uh, it's uh, and that's what we do with uh, with Martel Turnkey um, I wrote a book after that because I, I kind of saw kind of where we how I got started and why I was able to to be financially free with real estate and I looked back at my journey and I thought well I need to explain that to other people. We're about to head in a major retirement crisis. Most people don't have enough savings to retire. Mm. 
We don't have too many openings for a Walmart greeters. Um, so I need to help people figure out how to be financially free, how to retire uh, with the right investment. And this is why I wrote the book. And my book is really a how-to guide for achieving financial freedom and leaving a legacy for your children. And uh, so these were two of my key priorities. And um, so I'm glad to say that uh, I've achieved that. And I'm and my book is really trying to help other people to do the same. Right. Okay, that's fantastic. All right, so Eric, let's jump. We're going to jump right into it. You've built up Martel Kurt Turnkey as a brand, and yeah. your name as a brand, and now you're doing the same thing, building it, continue to building it as you go into the book. And we'll talk about the book very here, here very shortly. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about, you know, you being in Martel Turnkey and how you decided, okay, I'm going to go from where I am to I'm going to build up this brand. And what was the thought press behind the brand? Like, what's the story behind you deciding, okay? Turnkey is the way to go because a lot of times we hear yeah. real estate investing in single family. We hear flips. We hear buy and holds. It's not as often that we hear turnkey, and turnkey is a really secure and great rated to start investing. If you particularly if you got a little bit of cash to push around, um, and it's mm-hmm. really safe. It's not as risky. So, tell me about the brand going into Mar- uh, the Martel Turnkey and and how that got started. Yes, actually, when we got started, we started under Martel Family Realty. We just created uh, an LLC Mm -hmm. just for us to build our own passive income portfolio. So that that was the goal initially. Um, We have done a few businesses in the past and our friends kind of... uh, uh, were kind of started asking us like what are you, what are these guys doing now like you know and then uh, they would hear for example that we bought a house in uh, in Memphis a rental property in Memphis and it's like why Memphis or why Cleveland <laughs> what are they doing right and then um, so that's kind of how it got started and then um, and then basically one of my sons said like there's a lot of interest in people wanting to buy these single family rentals from us or they wanted to invest with us and uh so my son is like i think we we got something here maybe we want to do we want to do a business around that and really make it super easy for people to um to buy these single family rentals because the people that we're selling to i mean they're working full time right right so they are they're w2 working full time they don't have time to manage contractors in, in another state. They don't have time to find the right property, find a tenant and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to make it super easy for them to buy cash flowing rental properties. And then, um, so re- literally, you know, cash flowing from day one and really like turnkey. So it's just like, you don't have anything to do. You say, I'm interested in buying the single family house, uh, single family rental, and then we're going to go and do all the work. We're going to put a tenant in place. We're going to connect you with property management, insurance, the lender, et cetera. We're going to do everything for you. And then at the end, when we close, um, you're going to have a, a single family rentals with a tenant and everything is ready for you. And you start cash flowing from day one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, That that's uh, that's the way. So with that, with with this in mind, that's actually a great segue. And you mentioned your sons. I'd like to ask you if your sons, let's say your sons are back at three years old right now, the three-year-old kids running around the house, messing stuff up, and you want to start putting them on that path to real estate. What are the two things that you're going to teach them first before you teach them anything else? And why is it those two things? Well, I think it's uh, it's really being uh, honest, I think, about 
about money. And I think what you want to teach them, I think, is not necessarily to, I mean, early on, as early as possible, this kind of like connect money with work, which right. is the typical way of doing it. Right. Say, well, you work an hour, I'm going to give you money for that hour that you worked. But uh, eventually what you want to show them is how you make money work for you. How do you disconnect your hours from the revenue that you're making? And this is where, this is the big transition. This is the big, big difficulty for most people. And, um, and I knew when I bought my apartment building at 18 years old, I knew that I knew that it was possible. You could make money without having to work, you know, full time, without getting a W-2 and all of that. And I knew that I was more importantly that I was able to do it. It's not some something from uh, you don't have to be from Harvard University or anything like that or be a super rich family to to get that done. You just need to uh, put the effort, find the right opportunity, and you can make that happen. So I think that's that would be the first lesson that I would I would do is right. kind of like show my kids, be transparent about money, and then how you need to make money work for you. Wow, that's really good advice. I don't hear too often people talking about the way to make the money work for you, particularly in real estate investing, because we're so used to go, 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 OPM. But the discussion isn't always, okay, now that you have the money, how do I make that money dance in the direction I wanted to move? So that's really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. So you talk, go ahead, go ahead. You were going to say, all right, go ahead. No, I mean, this is, this is exactly right. I mean, this is, uh, this is the key. This is the key to, to getting, uh, getting further ahead. It doesn't matter how much, if you're making, I was making pretty good money as a consulting, as an actuary, as an independent consultant. And, um, but even if you're paid like $250, $500 an hour, right. you're still limited by the number of hours that, uh, that, you know, that you can make, uh, that you, uh, the amount of hours you can spend and the amount of dollars that you can make. So this is, uh, you're limiting yourself. If you can go and scale it differently where your hours are not connected to the amount of money that you make, then the sky is the limit. Now, you've actually achieved the one thing that we all kind of say we want to get after, and that's leaving a legacy for your children, which led you to start rewriting the book as well. But before we get into the book, I'd like to ask you, what was that feeling like actually realizing, OK, I've achieved the goal. And then <laughs> normally I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say, hey, I got the goal. And they're like, oh, now what? Now, now what do I do? But you seem to have figured that out. What was that feeling like? And then how do you decide, okay, now it's time to write a book and this is what I'm going to write about? Yeah, so don't worry too much about what's going to happen after. Just get there, uh, <laughs> right. first of all. Uh, and then the next thing is that, I mean, once you're working with your family, I mean, this is what I'm doing now. I'm working with my two kids. Uh, one of them is uh, is handling a construction company in uh, uh, in Memphis. My other one is my kind of a right hand man uh partner uh in everything we, we do uh my wife is uh, right there in the next office working on uh, on the sales side and all of that and the thing that's interesting is that now i'm really working with my kids to build what they want how do they want to take this company uh into the future uh, we had a conversation um you know a few years ago with my kids and i said what Okay, now we're building this for you f together, but we're building this really for you. Eventually, uh, you know, I won't be there anymore. Right. So what do you want out of this? Do you want to just like get us to a certain level where we're all making good money and we can just travel and take it easy? 
or do we want to, you know, just take take it wherever, grow it as fast, uh, not as fast, but grow it as big as we can right. in the right direction. And my kids said, yeah, we want to grow it as big as we can. So there you go. Nice. That's fantastic. Let's talk about the book now. Let's let's get into the book. So your book is basically a how-to guide on building a legacy for your family and building a legacy in real estate. What laid you led you to decide this is the particular topic that you wanted to run with and tackle as you're still running a business, you're still teaching your boys. Like that seems like it's a lot to try and handle in some in some shape or form, but I imagine that affected how you wrote the book. So what led you to the path of saying this is this is the things I want to write about? And then how that how that how do you feel like that developed as you continue to write? Mm-hmm. I think uh, everybody should write a book. I think this is uh, it's very formative because <laughs> when I the, the book that I wrote is not the book that I started writing. Right. I, I started writing a book more about the journey into real estate and kind of like how I got uh, to where we are today and kind of that kind of stuff. But it was uh, I really it really helped me kind of reflect on why I was here and who participated in my in my success and um, and then I kind of like started thinking about well how can I help other people do the same I thought the story of my journey would be inspiring and right. all of that but it's not enough inspiration is not enough you need to have more I think strategies more tools more uh concepts in order to um to get that going right so um so that's so that book really transformed like pretty early on into this how-to guide to achieve financial freedom and uh, there's really like three sections one of them is the mind the mindset (laughs) and then the the second section is really about selecting the right strategy for you and having uh, the right alignment Right. And then uh, after that, there's some other concepts to uh, the more finance concepts mm-hmm. and then taking you through the journey throughout the book is basically taking you through the journey. And hopefully by the end of the book, you've uh, you've done at least one real estate transaction um, and then you can keep using that book over and over again to build your passive income portfolio. Nice. Okay. So it basically walks you not just through the journey, but it kind of gives you the how, like just like you said, the step by step. Hey, this, 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 this is the one you want to pick. Here's your mindset. Let's talk about exactly. the mindset thing because the mindset thing is huge. And particularly for you, because clearly, yeah. uh, as you could tell by the accent, for those who listen and watching, you're not, you know, the second language being English, right? And you yep. had to have your path had to be a little bit different than everybody else's. As you were writing the book, what was kind of the most impactful thing for you that you reflected on as you wrote the book? Yeah, I mean, in terms of alignment, right? You, that's what you, you want me to uh, discuss here. Uh, no, no, you, actually, you still, Eric, I want, I want oh, you to talk okay, more sorry. about... No, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine, Eric. Not a problem. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I want you to talk about... Because when you write the book, you said yeah. that you reflected. You did a lot of reflection. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. find that when I sit down and reflect, there's some things that hit me a little bit harder than others. I wanted to know what the thing, what thing hit you the hardest as you were writing the book without giving too much away, of course. But what yeah. hit you the hardest as you reflected on the book, as you reflected as you were writing that kind of impacted you? Well, I think the uh, I, I think the thing that affected me the most is the the mentor that I had when I was 18 years old. I didn't realize how much of an impact he had on on my the future right. and how it kind of like already kind of 
put that seed uh, in my uh, in my mind that says, yeah, this is something that yeah, I can do. Uh, it was hard for me to replicate that. Eventually, uh, I managed to do that, but. Uh, but yeah, so that that was kind of uh, that was kind of the surprise uh, for me. Even though at a very early age, I mean, when I looked at my parents, uh, they were just like regular kind of like low income uh, middle class family uh, living paycheck to paycheck. And I knew very early on that this is not the life that I wanted. I could already see some uh, like differences in people, like how my parents were living compared to uh, when I was very young in high school, I started invest, uh, started an investment club and we started investing in stock market, money. very little money. And I talked to a stockbroker and I could see that he was living very differently than my parents. Right. And, um, and I knew that there was some, there was something missing. There was knowledge that was missing, but there was more than just the knowledge. There was something else. And then this is what, uh, when I got the mentor and all of that, this is where things started to to move uh, in the right direction. Okay, you mentioned earlier, and you actually said this a couple times that you were, you started when you were eighteen. Mm-hmm. Going back to the mindset thing, and I'm certain you cover this in the book. The mindset of an eighteen year old getting into real estate investing and starting an investing club and and getting a mentor. Oh, wow. How did you deal with that discomfort at the age of 18? Because that's that's a whole new stratosphere you're stepping into. And like you said, you know, your parents weren't great, well along, well off, and your mentor was a little bit further off. But you realizing that and then making the decision, I'm going to real estate invest. How did you deal with that fear? Because there's a lot of fear and discomfort that comes with that first. How'd you deal with Mm -hmm. that fear and going into that? So there's a couple of things. First of all, it was during uh, my high school and elementary school. I was I was kind of a, the kind of guy that would uh, go to the teacher and say, "Hey, I would like I read this book and I would like to do." That's what I did when I was in fourth grade. I read a book from about Disney thing, uh, Lady and the Tramp, and I, I went to the teacher. I do a, a, a is that called uh, uh, like a, not a movie but uh, like a theater a play about right. this book? Okay. And she said, "What?" And then I said, "Oh yeah, I said, okay, sure, let's do it." But throughout my uh, my ed- through the education, I mean, I've I've had that over and over again. People say, oh, "I want to do this." Okay, I want to do an investment club at in high school, the, and the, the teacher said, "Okay, let's do that." So I got a lot of okays and yes, and let's keep going right. in everything I did. So in my mind, I felt like this is kind of how things go. I mean, I want to do something and people are going to support me. Uh, I know it's not what everybody experienced. Obviously, most people, they keep hearing no's, no's, no's. Right. For me, it was it was that. It was, I heard a lot. I felt like whether it was there or not, I felt that the, the support was there. Um the other thing too about taking risk and so uh, taking risk and taking these what appears to be big risk right. is that I felt that I, I already had taken risks in the past and putting myself out there. And uh, so that's kind of built up to a certain level where now it was it was a little bit bigger. And also uh, I didn't have any money. So <laughs> so I, I said, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? This is right. often something that I ask myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm not going to die. Uh, I'm not going to be, and even if, you know, even if I did, I mean, I won't feel any pain. Uh, I go go bankrupt maybe or something. Right. I don't know. But, you know, there was really, I, I didn't feel any kind of issues. Uh, 
uh, you know, any kind of major risk or negative impact, like seriously negative impact, because I had no money. So, and, and when I look at that, the negative impact compared to the potential positive impact of that, I mean, the positive, uh, you know, completely uh, uh, surpassed the, the negative impact. So there was, for me, it was uh, kind of a, what do we say, a no brainer. Right. That's interesting. I, I actually had a, a similar discussion with my wife. Uh, and <laughs> we were looking at real estate investing as we are now. And I, my thing was, hey, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Are you going to leave me? She said, no. I said, okay, so we're good there. I said, we're going to be homeless. Yeah. No, we just stare at your parents' house. Okay, we're good there. Are the girls still going to be able to eat? Because I got two girls, of course. No, they'll be fine, too. We can, you know, do the college college ramen tour for a good couple of years. Just eat ramen. <laughs> okay, so, so we're good, right? So that that makes a lot of sense that, you know, it's a... It's a it's a win-win situation regardless. You just have to stick through it. Yeah. With that said, yeah. you started writing the book. And as we talked about all some of the details of the book, you got into the book. And <laughs> I imagine your wife and your, your sons have had a profound effect on you, at, not just for you writing the topic of the book, but as you were writing the book. When you approached the wife, what was her kind of response to you wanting to write the book? And then how did she impact how you wrote the book? Well, the thing is that I always, I always wanted to write a book and I didn't, like, I was kind of interested by that and intrigued, but I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know, you know, what it would be about. And for me, like everything I assume in my mind, if I know, everybody else knows. So that's my, <laughs> that's my philosophy. <laughs> I like it. And then my wife always kind of like told me, I said, Hey, you should write about that. You should, you should do the people don't i said well everybody knows that they said no not everybody knows that. you should tell people so I said, ah, come on and then uh so that was there's been a lot of discussions like that and i started writing uh, articles and then people were like oh wow this is this is very interesting and right. so again it's kind of like minute you start with something small and you put it out there and um you see what the reaction is and then you, then i started realizing that yeah people People don't know what I sometimes some of the things that I know. And obviously, there's some things that I don't know that I want to read in other people's book and articles and stuff. Mm. So that's why I decided to um, to write it. And also meeting people when I meet people in uh, different uh, meetups or uh, conferences and all of that, I can see that um, we may have different sometimes it's difference of opinion, right. uh, but sometimes there's also a gap, gaps in knowledge or gaps in uh kind of like yeah gaps in knowledge or, or techniques or concepts or tools and stuff like that and i feel that i can help them do that i like it okay so eric let's let's go into a little bit more about the book you mm -hmm. talk about basically like we said before it's a how-to guide what is if you are able to reduce the book down to one particular rule that you would give the person who's reading, who's working it out, figuring it out, what would the rule be for their real estate investing journey? I think the rule would be to align. So I think financial freedom should be your number one goal. Absolutely. That's the number one. And then, um, then the next thing is that you, the strategy that you pick, the investment strategy that you pick should be aligned with your, your resources that you have available, time, money, skills. So all of that, that needs to be aligned. And then you find a strategy 
that works works toward that. I like. I find that a lot of a lot of investors out there they kind of go after the shiny objects. They go and they do some kind of uh, burr, and then they try it, and then they it's, it's too much, too hard. And I made like ten percent or twenty percent or whatever. Actually, they don't even talk about percentage. They talk about oh, I, I made ten thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah. And then they say, well, and then this other guy made thirty thousand dollars, and then they say, okay, well, I'm going to do that instead. I'm going to do a commercial. I'm going to uh, whatever, commercial, or I'm going to do a uh, uh, new development or uh, blah, blah, blah. And then they would go and switch to that strategy, not even thinking that maybe this strategy is not even in line with, with my goals, mm. right? I mean, this is the number one thing. If you want to achieve financial freedom, you want to generate passive income, then you want to make sure that your strategy is aligned with that. And, um, and this is what people kind of like lose focus. Oh, that's a real, okay. Normally around 25 minutes, and I told Eric this, we hit, we go into the questions, but I can't just leave that one alone. That was too good to stop there. You, you discussed alignment, Eric. I find yeah. it, and, and for tr- full transparency, I feel the same way sometimes with real estate. When I started, I started wholesaling. Wholesaling worked, but I realized, okay, these things aren't going to fit. I need to move to something else. Then I gave a shot to uh, flipping. Flipping didn't work mm-hmm. as well. Military moving around, that didn't work. Now I'm doing the multifamily and doing a lot of marketing and branding stuff, which seems to fit because I can move around and still invest as a GP, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How did you find ways to keep and ward off that shiny object syndrome? Because like you said, that is probably the biggest, one of the biggest obstacles a lot of entrepreneurs find out and particularly real estate investors when they first start because real estate is just an umbrella and you've got a crap ton of ways to do real estate, multifamily, single family, buy and hold, turnkey like you do, flip, um, note investing. There's all kinds of wild stuff going on. How do you ward off that signy object syndrome? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a very, uh, what's very important is that, yeah, the, the real estate is vast. There's a lot of different ways of investing. Okay. And it's very important for people to kind of uh, Step back and say, before you go into anything, look at the resources that you have available. So look at your time. How much time? If you're a full-time employee and you're working 40, 60 hours a week, well, do you want to work? Are you able to work every evening and every weekend, you know, uh, another 20, 30 or 40 hours extra to get whatever strategy you want to do uh, off the ground. And most people are going to say, well, no, I don't have that kind of time because I have a family, I have two daughters or I have two sons and I want to spend time with them. I mean, this is not, so that's the number one, right? And then after that is a question of money. How much money do I have to, uh, to invest? And this is important, but it's not as important as the amount of time. Because the money, if, if you can have, if you only have fifty thousand dollars, you can go and network and find another, an extra hundred, two hundred, if you have a right opportunity, right? So you can network, you can find money, and all of that. So it's not as big a problem. But number one is the time, the time that you uh, that you have, and then after that, then it's a, it's a question of um, once you figure that out, then you look at all the different. Um, uh, strategies out there, investment strategies, right. and, and then you uh, you pick the right one. In my book, I have something that's called uh, investment quadrant. So I basically divided all the the uh, the passive income strategies into different quadrants based on risk, 
the amount of money you have to invest in your potential returns and the amount of time that you need to get the strategy off the ground. And then when you look at that, uh, you would find that private money lending, single family rentals, uh, uh, and these kinds of strategies are much easier to get started with. Right. And, um, and you know, because you don't need that, that much time to, to, get, uh, to get them started. And then once you have enough uh, passive income coming in, then look at other strategies that are, you know, where it requires more time and all of that, and uh, maybe a little bit more money. So at that point, but I'm, I recommend that once you hit like 80% of your expenses, your monthly expenses, if you're interested to spend more time and, and find more uh, exciting strategy, maybe a bird strategy or mobile home or self-storage, then you can go and uh, you can go and explore that a little bit. Take time off from work. Not that you, you know, you have enough passive income coming through, then take time some off work and then do uh do more research and, you know, invest in, if you're interested in other strategies that are going to have, you know, a higher return. Yes. But uh, also more time. I also find that uh, the other reason why people lose focus is that when they're looking at investment, their investment performance, right. is they're looking at absolute numbers. They're looking at, oh, I made $10,000. Let's say I did a flip here and I made $10,000 profit. And I say, well, that's it. It's not really that much. And then this guy made $20,000. Uh, so I want to do this strategy. But right. this guy spent four times the amount of money in order to get $20,000 return versus me, uh, you know, with my $10,000 uh, profit. Right. So you, things need to be relative. So that's why the cash on cash return, when you're looking at your performance, look at the amount of cash that you're investing in the deal and the amount of profit and the time. Make everything in terms of annual returns, and then compare the different types of investment that uh, uh, that you want to spend time with. I mean, I live in California, and people keep telling me I made a hundred thousand uh, dollars profit. I said, okay, yeah, so that's uh, but you put two million dollars in, right? right. And so that's not a big return. <laughs> right, so I'd rather I'd rather spend sixty thousand dollars and make ten thousand dollar profit in right. uh, out of state. It's much higher return. Um, so that that's what happened, and this is what happened also with the rental people. I we kept pe- telling people, oh, yeah, you can get the single family rental in in Memphis, and you're gonna make two hundred dollars a month in net cash flow after you paid all your expenses. And people say, oh, that's it. This is like right. only 250. Yeah, that's that's only 15% return. So, yeah, it's just 15%. Like, what are you complaining about? So, <laughs> but people are more, more than willing to put their money into the bank at 0%. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, then when they start, talk, they start talking about investing and uh, they only make uh, $250 a month and it's just like, they're not so convinced that this is a good investment. That's why everything should be relative. Mm, that's a really good point. Matter of fact, I, I can absolutely back you up on that. I've had that same experience, particularly with flipping. I thought, okay, flipping is fast money. I'm going to get a lot. It's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, I've never worked that hard for six months to lose money in my life. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it, is not, it is not as easy as advertised. We watch the HGTVs and we watch all this stuff. 
and it doesn't at yeah. all do the process and what has to go through and the stuff that you learn for that matter, it doesn't give any of it justice. And similarly on the multifamily side, mm-hmm. we look at multifamily investors like the Grant Cardones and the Graham Stephens yeah. and these people who have been doing it a long time on a high level. But even when you have mm-hmm. a thousand doors, what's the percentage that you own on those doors? Right. You can have a thousand doors. It's yeah, exactly. Doors, but, you know, it could total <laughs> yeah. up to a, a clean 10 percent, which don't get me wrong. It's a good yeah. chunk of money. But compared to having 100 percent like we are in, like you are in turnkey or if you're doing a buy and hold, there's so many pros and cons. So I, I absolutely agree with you. That absolute number thought mm-hmm. process is, in my opinion, probably the best way to handle it now. Yeah. And I talk a lot about that in the book as well. Kind of like how do you measure performance and how do you compare investments um, so I think it's very important. Yeah, it's that's super important. So back to the book. Let's. How are you advertising the book? Because I know you. I was surprised that like you had the uh, you know the Markdell Turnkey. Like you have a presence online. You actually have a full on mm-hmm. real butt kicking brand. How have you used that to propel the book as you you're putting the book out? Yeah, so I mean, we've used the, the the main purpose of the book is really to help people achieve financial freedom. Again, I think we're heading into a major retirement crisis. I think it's been happening over the last thirty years, and uh, we're at the uh, it's about to hit the the famous fan. Um, and um, and I think that the, the new the millennials are going to be in even worse uh, trouble. Uh, first of all, they have high uh, student debt. Uh, they cannot, uh, what saves us a little bit is that we're able to buy cheap real estate at an early age that grew into like super expensive real estate later on. Uh, the, the millennials right now, they're at the high point of, of real estate and it, it might continue to go up again. At what rate, we don't know. We're also heading into a gig economy. Uh, more and more. Um, so that means, that means gap in income. That means when you finish your project, you may, it may take you a while to find another project. So how are you going to fill that gap? Uh, you may have at one point a very high rate on the project and then the next project is going to be at a lower rate. How do you fill the gap there? Uh, while your expenses are still coming in. And then you're going to be competing. So with, uh, with everybody working from home. That means that you're also competing with anybody else that's working from home in the world that's going to be, uh, so that's going to be very different as well. So if I can work with somebody that I'm paying $100 an hour in, uh, in California, let's say, or I can get somebody that I can pay $20 an hour in, uh, in India that speaks very good English, that has a degree and can do pretty much the same job, you know, and, and he works the same hours that I do. It's going to be, that's just kind of where we're heading. It's going to be very tough. It's going to put a downward pressure on the, on the revenue, the salary and uh, the hourly rates for the people here. And so that's why it is very important for people to really think about that and invest wisely right. and, and uh, to, to fix all these problems and at financial, uh, achieving financial freedom should be everybody's number one goal. So that's why I wrote the book. We are advertising on that. I know I'm answering your question in a very long no, no, way, no. but <laughs> no, uh, fine, so we are, <laughs> we are, we <laughs> are, 
We are advertising the book through Martel Turnkey on some mailings and stuff like that. But this is not the driver. My driver and my, and my ambition is that I make a change in somebody's life. Somebody is going to look at this and say, yes, this is I see. And how I, this is the piece that I was missing. Right. And this is what I'm going to be focused on. Like if they decide uh, to me, the single family rental is probably the easiest and best way to get started in real estate right. um, and, and to, for passive income. So if you do that and you, you do it consistently, um, so I don't care if you're doing it, it through Martel Turnkey or if you're buying it from one of our competitors right. or if you mix and match and whatnot, I happen to think that I compare the best uh, turnkey provider in, uh, in the U.S. for our markets. But, you know, you may have a difference of opinion and you may want to be you may be interested in other markets. So. You can do all of that, all of the above. My my goal is to help people achieve financial freedom. Absolutely, and that's and that's actually why I wanted to ask you that question, Eric, is because and and of course, take this with a grain of salt. Just my offering to you, because you have a platform. I think it's super important that you're able to put this out on your platforms because you've done it, yes. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people that could use your help from your book. And no, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't a money grab by any means. Eric's book, as you can hear, Eric knows what he's talking about when it comes to real estate investing. Having the opportunity to read a book like this is always going to be advantageous. If it's Eric's book, if it's Brandon Turner, if I write a book, God forbid, if I write a book, if there's information that you can take and you can take action with it, take action with it. And I say that to go back to, you know, saying, saying to you, Eric, man, please don't feel bad or feel, feel apprehensive about putting your stuff up on your platforms on the website. Lottie Dottie, everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to put it on my platform because like you said, the aim is to help people invest in real estate. And that to me is the most important thing. And you having the platform like you have is a great, great way to do it. Whether it's free or dollar mm-hmm. or $500, having the ability to put that out and for people to see it and say, hey, I'm going to read this book. I don't know. may not know Eric Martel. I may not know Oliver Perry, but I know if there's some information I can take from this book, I'm going to take it and put it into action. And like you said, that's that's the, now the goal. Now that you've already achieved a freedom and fan, a financial um, financial success for the family and the legacy, now you can help some other people build their legacy as well. So I'm honored to be a part of that. Let me say that. Now, with all oh, that thank said, you. Thank no, my pleasure. With all that said, we're going to get into segments. And first segment we're going to do is the breakdown with our famous two questions. Calm down, everybody. Relax. No round of applause. We're going to get into this. All right. So, <laughs> Eric, first question is, what is your troop yeah. to task for our listener? For those listening and watching, a troop to task is when he is going to give you one thing you can do right now to start your journey on a real estate path in whatever way Eric thinks is the best. Eric, the floor is yours. Well, I think the number one thing that you need to do is calculate how much you need in passive income to uh, to achieve financial freedom. So look at it from your expenses, uh, how much ex- how much money you're spending every month, and look at how much money is coming in r- right now uh, passively. Maybe you already have some passive income, uh, and then look at look at that and see how, how that number, what that number looks like, and then try to figure out how much. Uh, look at my website, for example, and figure out how many properties you need to get in order to uh, to fill that, to achieve that uh, that level of revenue per month. 
and you're going to be surprised i'm hoping that uh, <laughs> that, that you don't need that much uh, real estate in order to achieve that goal and you can get started today that is a fact. And you can get started by reading the book too. Good. Go ahead and take a grand yep. book. I promise you it'll help you out. Okay. So next question, Eric, is what question do you wish you were asked more often? And what's the answer to that question? Well, I I think the uh, l- what is the main failing point, failure point, I think is uh, is important. And I think my, my answer to that is the is the alignment is really be focused on on aligning and staying focused on that strategy and aligning your your resources your time and money and skills with the goal that you want to achieve i think this this is a critical factor and stop looking for you know the the next shiny object and all that stay focused on your strategy and make it work i love it ladies and gentlemen boys and girls mr eric martel eric please if you could please give them uh your contact how to reach out to you how to get to know more about your story what you're doing the book as well i'm going to give you the floor Mm -hmm. to do that right now yes i have a website also a personal website martelleric.com where you can see all my social uh, media stuff uh, also, my company, martelturnkey.com, where you can get all the single family rentals that we are selling on our platform. Um, the other thing that we, uh, where you can reach me is Facebook, uh, eric.martel.ca. And I'm pretty active on Instagram as well. And you can see that in my, uh, on the video here, E underscore Martel on Instagram. Eric is everywhere. And I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you again, Eric, to you. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed this conversation and learning more about you and what you're doing with the book as well as uh, Martel, a turnkey. For ladies and gentlemen, if you want to reach out to me, please feel free. Info at the Oliver Perry Show, or you can reach me on IG at the Oliver Perry or on YouTube at the Oliver Perry Show. Again, thank you guys for coming in. Remember, you're better than you were, but you're not half as good as you're going to be. We're going to get into FAQs. Make sure you don't miss it. Tune into the next one. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to The Oliver Perry Show. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, be sure to follow Oliver at The Oliver Perry on Instagram, Oliver Perry on LinkedIn, and The Oliver Perry Show on YouTube. Until next time, take care.